Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, so, no, I just really... <clears throat> oh. I suppose... <laughs> no, it's still there. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I am not joined by my usual co-host, Will. I am joined by returning co-host, Ross McGuire. Hello, Ross. Hello, Hugh. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah, great to have you back. Ross was recently on the podcast a couple of months ago for the cinema episode. Have you been to the cinema since that episode, Ross? Oh, um, I think I have, actually. I went to go see um, something in one of those kind of fancy, bougie cinemas that, oh, uh, yeah. that they have in Dublin now, which is exactly the same as a normal cinema. Just the chairs are uh, a bit more eccentric, and so it's twice as expensive. Yeah, it's like €25 Euros so that you sink into the chair a bit more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then people are like, oh, but you can get food and a cocktail or something like that. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to eat that in a cinema or drink that in a cinema. But also, you still have mm. to pay for the cocktail or the food. <laughs> so yeah, it is the true. ticket price so expensive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, it also begs the question, Ross, why did you do this if you uh, are such a uh, detractor of the form? Uh, the, the, a tough question, but a fair one, Hugh. Um, <laughs> it was it was my first it was my first time going to it. I wanted to check it out. And you know what? Worth absolutely every penny. The slightly more comfortable <laughs> chair and very few people in the cinema together combined for just a lovely experience. It's like being at home, but with 25 classy euros in your pocket. <laughs> I suppose I just wanted to know if we needed to update the cinema episode. Has anything changed in your opinion, or can we still say it's a legitimate like? Oh, I think it's absolutely a legitimate like, and, and with Ireland storming the Oscar nominations, mm. you know, I think that, that, that only proves that uh, cinema is moving ever closer in our direction. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. Uh, please listen to all our other episodes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Anyway, speaking of slowly moving towards us, um, it's time to bring in our producers and we are doubling up on producers again, as we did on your last episode, Ross. I think the message you should get is that Will has no interest in... Uh, I wouldn't say he dislikes you because he hadn't met you, but he's clearly Absolutely. no interest in meeting you. So My, my reputation precedes me, clearly. It does indeed. I um, had high intentions of coming in with uh, like a really high energy intro for myself, but I, I, the talking bit went on. So. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah, no, I, I said, brr, it's cold in here. I don't know, just something like, just really, like I'm, um, I don't know. What, what, but, uh, what is your catchphrase this week, actually, Onya? I was wondering. Uh, my catchphrase is... Um... No, you're right. This is better than the talking bit going on. <laughs> My catchphrase is, don't forget the cat licked it, because uh, once I was at a sleepover and I said that in my sleep. Uh, oh, wow. To, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that's very precise and intelligible um, sleep talk. I like that. One of my friends uh, woke up um, on holidays when uh, sharing a room with another one of my friends and said, the Archangel Gabriel and his sword Excelsior. <laughs> And went back asleep. Isn't that incredible? That's, that's amazing. That's and was a team from the Vatican not dispatched to your sleepover to uh, interview and uh, contain? Oh, Michael, Michael, let's not get into the teams from the Vatican that they sent to sleepovers because that's really quite problematic. Yeah, yeah. No. You really want to lead out with Professor Langdon and then once it's daytime, bring in the Vatican team. <laughs> the acceptable face of the paranormal. You'd love to be a, a military monk, Michael, wouldn't you? A Swiss guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be a lovely little Swiss would, guard. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't do anything other than sort of prance around in the little... The Swiss guard are no jokes, and... though, right? They're, well, they actually are a bit of a... No jokes! <laughs> those guards are no jokes! <laughs> Let me tell you. no jokes! <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you, those Swiss guards, hoosh! Those guys know how to swing a pike, you know? Yeah. Those guys should know how to swing a pike, and you could, you could sit down and have a drink with them after. <laughs> You could do some real, um, you know, Michelangelo Brunelleschi style forced perspective if you were uh, if you were a Swiss guard in in, in Saint Peter's Square. Like you could make it look even bigger in photographs for them. <laughs> That's so cruel. <laughs> oh, I think people would love queuing up for photos with you. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that too. And I'd love that. Love yeah. Now, would you rather that, or would you rather be one of the guys who dresses as a Roman soldier going around Rome? <laughs> No, no, those guys are. No, I, I'd rather be the Swiss Guard. There's a bit of you know esteem that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I think you prefer being sort of a besuited Vatican official, <laughs> like a some oh, sort of a. Michael wants to be. What was the name of your man? The Vatican Bank guy who oh, was yes. hanged from Blackfriars Bridge. Calvi, Calvi, Calvi. That's Calvi. who you want to be. No, no, Inter- I don't. International <laughs> immobiliary. <laughs> Oh, I think you'd like being like, his holiness is not available today. Please show yourselves out. I don't know. So a receptionist. Yeah, you, you, could, you, could be, you can be the Irish, the, the Irish guy who runs the, the Vatican Bank in Godfather 3, my favourite <laughs> Godfather film. <laughs> yeah, arguably oh, the best I... Godfather film. Arguably. <laughs> I said arguably, so it's okay. Well, we've, we've touched on a lot of episodes that we have done. Michael, what are we uh, actually here to do? This week... We are talking about television shows centred around cooking or indeed baking. Uh, this is an enormously popular TV genre with 8 out of 10 viewers in the US 
watching cooking or baking shows regularly. Uh, there's an ever-expanding menu of shows to feast on, so we're asking whether this is a legitimate like. So we're covering the whole genre, cooking and baking, and then shows that fall into either the instructive, competitive, or documentary categories. What an intro. pull you up there, Michael. Do yeah. you mean they watch it regularly or they watch it frequently? Well, they're American. It could be once every 10 years. They're American viewers, so they watch it regularly. That's mm. not what the word means, then. <laughs> No. no i i just i regular means at 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 defined intervals or it just means you've had a lot of fiber are you just not able to turn to turn this off you nope this impulse no a lot of our fans i'm sure love this about me you know <laughs> yeah it's um do you correct people's grammar only my only my students and Michael. Yeah, it's true. But I consider it a duty for my students because i can still try and make them better you know adults i've given up on i've learned a lot i don't correct you. your grammar on you What's wrong with my grammar? Believe me, I could. <laughs> really? What? What's wrong with my grammar? Oh, you, always say te- you always say me and Michael. You know? Hate that. Yeah, you should Hate say that. Hugh and Michael. <laughs> exactly. You should, you should talk, talk less about Michael. You should say me and Hugh. Yeah, but Michael and I. What am I, like, Count von Trapp? Like, no, it's just yeah. right. And it sounds better. So, whatever. Me and, me and Michael are best friends. Yeah. And you can't say a thing about it. You probably say me and Michael are bestest friends. (laughs) Yeah, we're best friends. Um, Yeah, no, I... uh, My grammar, I don't really understand... Now, what I will say is... Actually, maybe you can tell me this. You know when someone is trying to say James's hat, right? Where does the comma go? First of all, it's an apostrophe. Uh, Where does the apostrophe (laughs) go? Is it James? You can actually do either. You can say James and then an apostrophe afterwards. Afterwards. (laughs) Or you can say James's... And put the, I think you say James is either way, um, orally, but in a written sense, you uh, can put an apostrophe S afterwards, which I do, which I think is actually more correct, but either and works. I, I'm not totally sure on comma uses or dashes, I sprinkle those around like oh, confetti. Onya, Onya, didn't, didn't you get, where commas go? Didn't you get like a national award you, for yeah, being the you, most You literally English got the pres- highest marks in English in your leaving cert in the yeah. country. Yeah, you yeah, were like the, the most the, English the child in the country. Or is that because like you rode with no punctuation and they thought you were Joyce? <laughs> just, you know? just free verse. Yeah. But I, 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 it wasn't an exam on grammar. No, it's true. Oh, it's a very you different know? thing, yeah. You were but born tw- to But 20% of the marks... more of a pedant. 20% of the marks in the English leaving cert is for mechanics, which is, which is grammar and spelling. Is it? If, well, if you remember the English marking scheme, purpose, content, mechanic, style, PCMS. <laughs> Ross, top drawer. Coaching. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> well, we get into uh, our Legitimate Likes three question quiz. Um, sure. Got, got a, couple of question, but a couple of questions about this week's topic. Anya, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Nearly like lots of celebrities have uh, cooking shows. Uh, so I'm going to give you three celebrity cooking shows. And you just tell me which one I've made up. So uh, we have, um, let's see, Cooking with Coolio, Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party, and Wolf Blitzer's Great American Barbecue. So, <laughs> okay, I know Coolio's that. Dead. Yeah. Oh, I, I meant prehumously. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no, pre- pre- well, we don't know. Well, I haven't watched it. I don't know if he made hummus, but. Um... <laughs> oh, Coolio was a big, big chickpea guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the in the pocket of big tahini. 
Um, yeah. Which is what I call myself. Um, I'll chickpea when you get there. Chickpea. Yeah. If you ever chickpea. See you when you chickpea. When I was in school, we got brought to the National Concert Hall, like in primary school, for some concert, and we had to learn all these songs in advance. I went to that too. Oh my God! And sliding doors. And they, we had to learn that Coolio song. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, was- and do you remember there was the other one? They did the to the Magnificent Seven theme tune. The guys introduced the themselves. Seven. It's a film, very famous film. <laughs> but um, they, the two guys introduced themselves. Their names were Richard Sweeney and Emmanuel. And let me sing it, and I'll get it. Oh, I oh, no, Peter Sweeney. I'm Peter, Peter Sweeney, <laughs> and I'm Emmanuel, Emmanuel Lawler, and we hope you know all the words, all the words to all the songs. That was their but, in, that was their intro, and I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are so cool!" But you, I genuinely was like, "When is Coolio getting here?" <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I thought that Emmanuel guy was Coolio, genuinely. I don't. Until, Emmanuel, he was a very handsome man, that guy Emmanuel, very tall guy with dark hair. I remember Peter Sweeney, very thin, very thin. Peter Sweeney, the Sweeneys are a are a real Irish musical family. Vanessa Sweeney, I think, is a violinist, and there's a David Sweeney, I think, who plays the bassoon, maybe. <laughs> But um, the other thing I remember was I definitely didn't know the Coolio song. I definitely didn't know who Coolio was. I was like, I was like, oh, these guys wrote this cool song called "I'll See You." And then of course I wrote it down, and I wrote it, and I was because they we had to write then about the best things we did, and I wrote down like "I'll See S E E U" when you like they spelled it out properly. Obviously, me being me, and then someone was like, "Uh, "It's just a C and a U, and a U," so. Yeah. Oh wow, Anya. Oh, like nineteen ninety-seven like, or ninety-eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably even earlier. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I. It was a weird. I didn't enjoy it as much as you. I think. Yeah, maybe not. It was probably. It was probably pre-friends, Hugh. So it was probably quite a big deal for him. You know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these men are singing to me. But that's nice. Did 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 we did we um. I don't want to say lock eyes. Did we? Did we see each other in the tuck shop line? We... I mean, I didn't lock eyes with anyone at that age, Anya, you know? Um, yeah. Certainly not a, a, a woman, <laughs> a young woman. Um, an, an eight year old. <laughs> an eight year old. An eight year old Anya from Kildare. God, must have been a yeah. big day for you coming into Dublin. Yeah, all right. Did you like get ask for a go on the tram or something? You know. <laughs> um, I don't remember how we got in there, uh, but the national I'd say it took was you always days. Did you? Days, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, sorry, Cookin' McCoolio. I know that uh, Martha Stewart met. I'm now blanking on the name. Uh, Snoop Dogg is it? Yeah. They met in prison, so I know that, and I'm pretty sure they do have a cooking show. Then there's sure Hugh and Michael met in prison. I think didn't you? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. E yeah. block. You know, <laughs> doing, doing ten years. Came in. I was I was the I was the big dog in the uh, in the wing. And you know, Hugh first day in the prison, he he threw down to to challenge me, and we just got on like a house on fire. It was great. You know, Michael was the prison uh, hairdresser. Actually, he, I used to go in for my I used to go in for my cuts. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. well what was your role? Narc. They, uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they actually yeah. sold sold the rights to their story to HBO, uh, and that eventually became 
You guessed it, Emily in Paris. Very <laughs> 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 circuited. The television world is complicated. Um, yeah. What would ours be, Michael? Beige is the new orange or something like that. It would be, yeah. Or, uh, well, cutting hair and what are you, the narc? Cut yeah. narc. Narc cut. Narc uh, cut. Snips and snitches. That's, that's it. Snips and yeah. snitches. Yeah. Yeah. Snips yeah. and snitches. <laughs> it's quite hard to say. <laughs> it's almost like legitimate life. That's why I'd never get off the ground. <laughs> I, I'll always go for it. For alliteration when titling anything. Snips and snitch, snips and stitches. Snips, snips, snips. First of all, it sounds like Onion, the sorry. vasectomies. Can, can you just say it once cleanly, maybe? <laughs> snips and stitches sounds no, like a that's not, vasectomies. No, that's not what it is. You've changed it. Snips, snips, and, snips and snitches. I'm a snitch. I'm not a stitch. <laughs> snitch. <laughs> Slips and witches. S- snips and stitches. Yeah. No. Stitches. Yeah. No, from the top. Snips. Back to snips one. And sni- snips and snitches. Uh, sorry, I'm Peter. Like... Peter Sweeney. <laughs> we so should snips. do that on you. We should go and do it. I'm on you, and this is you. We could do that, couldn't we? Go out singing Why? songs. Why not? Well, I can't sing though at all. Oh, I think that'll make it better. Um, have you guys seen this new feature that Apple Music have, where you could, it's called the sing feature, so you can turn down the the um, the vocals, cool. so you can kind of do karaoke, but it's horrifying when you hear yourself bellowing yeah. along and you're just like, oh, you know, get Harry Styles back in here. So we think Snoop is in. Snoop is in. I'm pretty sure cooking with Coolio is real, just deep in my waters, and I feel that Wolf Blitzer wouldn't stoop. To the level of making a barbecue show, he's the wolf who cried news. Like, yeah, he's... I think I would have heard if Wolf Blitzer had a show, but yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like it would. I don't know. It would have been more blender based. I feel if he was making a program, <laughs> blitzing with Blitzer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're saying you made up Wolf Blitzer. Well, his cooking show. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well done, Wolf Blitzer's Great American Barbecue. Is sadly not real. Uh, but I think it should be. But uh, my other one that I was going, I was trying to find something like something with Anderson Cooper, and it was like broiling with Anderson. But I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. It was snappy enough. So yeah, Martha and Snoop. It's just Snoop's not a cooking show. Anderson dinner. Scooper. Anderson, yes. Where were you earlier today? Anderson Cooker. If you're talking to someone in particular. <laughs> it's still something you know when people are like. Will I just cook you something there? In fact, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but I can no longer take you seriously about anything. You could, know? You, could you pull out the recipe in the in the cookbook? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I was sandwich and Cooper. A... <laughs> I I just left this on a notebook downstairs, so if anyone sees it, it just looks really strange that there's this 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 just small list of things. Uh, Cook Maculio is real. He had a he had a, a a cookbook that he released also. Yeah. Um, and Martha and Snoop's potluck dinner, yeah, is a potluck show where they get celebrities on. They bring dishes on. It's based around a lot of it's based around cooking with pot. I'd say that's great. Is it like Snoop is so charming? I don't know much about Martha so Stewart, but charming, so charming. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if I was uh, one thing that I think about probably once a week is you know when he did the Super Bowl halftime show last year, 
and when he was singing was a forget about forgot about Dre and he changed the words to instead of motherfuckers to little busters <laughs> isn't that so cute he's a class act <laughs> he's a class act because I'd be worried if I was used to rapping my songs that what if he just slipped into the explicit version by accident mm. on the Super Bowl it's a danger I live with every day on you yeah well that's it you know he's like an accredited or a licensed uh, children's football coach oh so he's got his own yeah, little team yeah. of motherfuckers. Little busters. But uh, I just love him. I think, I think he's so great. I think he's so... I'd lo- I, I had a dream once that I was best friends with him. Yeah, I love him. So question two. Uh, which of the following celebrity chefs has been awarded the most Michelin stars? Now, before anyone jumps on my throat, Michelin stars are actually awarded to restaurants rather than people. But which of them have, you know, gathered the most Michelin mm. stars? So is it... Uh, Great British Bake Off chef or uh, judge. Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Prue Leith. Is it uh, school lunch campaigner Jamie Oliver? Or is it Anya's secret love, Gordon Ramsay? Not so secret. Um, I'm going to obviously pass this over to Ross because, Ross, you. I suppose you're very interested in food, you're very interested in cooking, and you also, I would say, are quite knowledgeable about restaurants and chefs. So I would think you have a. Well, you've better chance than I do of getting this. I mean, I my initial reaction, I don't know anything about Prue Leith, if that's mm-hmm. her name. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Ramsay must have more than Jamie Oliver. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm basing that on other than I know someone who used to work in one of his restaurants that was a Michelin star. So. Well, there you go. Well, there Gordon you go. Ramsay's. Oh, yeah. Um, well, of course, uh, Gordon Ramsay would call them restaurants and not restaurants. Well, no, sorry, Ross. If we're going to if we're going to discuss how Gordon Ramsay talks, I think we need to to pass it over to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what what would you have to say about Michelin stars and and the value of Michelin stars? I mean, how would you say Gordon? The shit. Like, is it fair to define <laughs> chefs by their stars? Dry, very dry, very raw. <laughs> um, okay, now I need to kind of oil up. I you need, need to, to get angrier. Get, I need to get no, but he kind of does kind of a clipped. Um, okay, sweetheart, let's see the chicken. Um, you can't tell um, if he's happy or if he's angry. It's quite difficult at the start, you know. Yeah, yeah, but then when he smiles. Yeah, yeah I know. It me- it melt- that's when he's. That's when he's really push. angry. <laughs> yeah. Have I always had a hue like a wink from Simon Cowell or a smile from Gordon Ramsay? You have always said mm-hmm. it. A hug from Dermot O'Leary. I think maybe that was more for me, but was it? That was. That's for you. You've always said you'd feel so safe. <laughs> so snug in his big arms. Yeah. <laughs> And he seems, doesn't he seem like a lovely, lovely man? He's like a lovely he man. Does. Yeah, lovely. Do you know who I'm, I'm very taken with? Um, Alison Hammond, you know, his co-host on the morning show or whatever it is. And the two of them together. <laughs> really, yeah. It just makes you think, it just makes you think everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Talk to me about Prue Leith, Ross. So Prue Leith, uh, I believe, set up uh, a very influential cookery school called the Leith Cookery School. Um I think possibly ran a restaurant uh, as well for a while. Uh, I don't know if she ever had any Michelin stars. Um, well, believe it. She should have called her restaurant uh, Prue Scrumptious, you know, like the song. That would have worked. Prue Scrumptious. Oh, I was trying to think of, you know, that song, Sunshine on Leith, the proclaimer song. I was like, Sunshine yeah. on Leith. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> Fully no idea what's going on. If Prue leads me now, you take the biggest. I knew he'd find it. That's it. That's it. You've done it. You've done it. Did it. 
Um, and and Ross, what about Jamie? Did Jamie? Uh, I don't get some know. Stars? Jamie ever um, had a mission star as a head he chef. He has in his eye had one, I'd say. Like maybe twelve had one. His 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 kitchen. There was also kind of a a social program. Uh, but Gordon mm-hmm. Ramsay has had loads of them. Like absolutely loads of them. Right, Michael, we're going. We're going for old old Rammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Gordon Ramsay, and it's not even close. So Jamie Oliver has had none. Uh, Prulith has had. I, I couldn't bottom this out, but I'm pretty sure it's just one. And then Gordon Ramsay has had seventeen, which yes. is pretty oh. amazing. And like the record is, I think twenty two or something. So he's like mm-hmm. way way up there. He's he's okay. Uh, I've 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 two questions, mm-hmm. Michael. First yeah. of all, I'd like to know over how many restaurants. So did he ever get three Michelin stars for a restaurant? Mm-hmm. And my other question is, talk me through. Your use of the phrase "I couldn't bottom this out." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to wanted to bottom out the research on it. You know, wanted to explore it's every not, corner. Not what bottoming what out phrase? means. Yeah, bottoming out. Bottoming out means like hitting the hitting the hitting the skids, doesn't it? Like getting to the. No, no, no. no, no. You, you, no. You, go, you go, you bottom out, and then you circle back. That's that's the. Yeah, in corporate speak, are you going to bottom out that issue? Yeah, I think I think Hugh is thinking out, guys. getting the shits. <laughs> no, sorry. So bottoming out to reach a lowest or worst point, yeah. usually before beginning to rise or improve. No, bottoming out. We need to bottom out that point. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just read the definition. I don't know what your corporate speak. I mean, are you saying, oh, if you action the word properly, this is what you get? Let's ideate about it a bit more. Well, if you had Jesus. capacity to look into oh, it yeah. later, maybe you could bottom it out. But I don't. You've know. changed. Ross, Do you, you ask got- people to revert to you as well? Oh, you best believe it. <laughs> Uh, it's one of my I love, I love saying that just makes me feel so I think oh I think to be accurate I think Gordon Ramsay actually has he currently has seven Michelin stars because as you move on from restaurants you lose them or they're no longer attributed to but he's, he's accrued 17 at least over the course of his career right um, question three very similar to the first question that Anya asked but I would say better <laughs> um, which of the following uh, TV cookery shows are real and which have I made up so two are real and one is made up. And I think this will be difficult. I really do. I think this is going to be hard. So, the first is... Great British Bagel. <laughs> Master Chef. Close to the bone. Master Chef. Surgeons and Chefs. A Canadian television show based around the idea that surgeons and chefs share a lot in common. Sharp tools, knowledge of anatomy, and a passion for precision. This show pairs a top chef with a surgeon to explore and cook a different animal part each week. So that's Close to the Bone, colon, Surgeons and Chefs. This colon in the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even a semicolon. It's a full colon. Yeah. You'd probably put a comma. Of course it's not a semicolon. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs> well, maybe after surgery. Uh, sec- second yeah. one is Ms. Barefoot Genie, a show exploring Arabic cooking <laughs> in which the host, dressed as a genie, takes us barefoot through markets, souks, and farms to find ingredients before she casts her spell over them in order to produce a delicious dish. This was, unfortunately, cancelled after just three episodes. This is so clearly a fantasy that you've had. And then, the final one, well, wait, wait till you see. Cooking with Beefcake, from the, <laughs> from the US, an otherwise ordinary cooking show in which the female host is attended by a team of scantily clad and extremely muscular men, described as the cooking show with the most background man butt. So, which is real? Which have I made up? Is it Close to the Bone, Surgeons and Chefs, Ms. Barefoot Genie, or Cooking with Beefcake? Uh, so I think the uh, Barefoot Genie one is the most boring, and therefore Michael's one. 
Yeah, it's boring. And also, I think, again, Michael desperately wants to show off being worldly and all this. And he'd be like, Even oh, I don't think saying but no, but walk, Arabic. No, but walking through souks. I think he'd love knowing the word souk, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe he'd not say souk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I uh, also, I... This could be, you know, a bit of a convergent evolution koala's fingerprint situation. Uh, but I think that he stole the idea for the name from the very um, successful te- series of television programs and books, The Barefoot Contessa. And then yeah. he um, Arabified it, <laughs> to use a television term. Well, he adopted the genie from off menu, maybe, mm. you see. He's, that's mm. what I was thinking. Um, I mean, I will say that the beefcake one, Michael, like, if it exists, he watches it. If it doesn't, he wants it to. And I mean, yeah, absolutely. like, Michael, you, oh, my God, you would lose your mind over that show. You'd get, you'd go so giggly. Yeah. You would, you'd get so, like, and I think the only question would be, like, you just wouldn't know whether to look at the arms or the chest, you know, for, you wouldn't think, oh, there's, there's too much to see, you know. Um, and listen, I'm not saying you're wrong, you know, it sounds like, sounds like quite the, the aspect, but. My God, I'd say I'd say Michael wouldn't sleep after watching that. You know, he'd be so. All right, pick echoed. a show. Pick a show. <laughs> All right, we get it. I, I I think I think Michael put in the the the, the background man bot as as a trap. He's like the, he he thinks that we would analyze his personality to pick that show as mm. the most Michael one, whereas actually mm. that's just a real show that Michael watches a lot of. And it does sound real yeah. as well. It sounds completely real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're going, we're going uh, barefoot, barefoot genie. Correct. That is the one that I. That is the one that I made up, and I didn't even make up the quote about uh, cooking with beefcake. It it has been described as a cooking show with the most ma- most background man, but mm-hmm. any guesses where I came up with the title of Miss Barefoot Genie? Miss Barefoot Genie. Miss Miss Barefoot, barefoot Genie. No, Ross McGuire. There's no M there. Miss <laughs> Barefoot Genie. Is that MS, Michael? Yes. No, can you leave it with me, Michael? Yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. try and figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I want to know. Oh, you, you will when he figures it out. Yeah, instant Ms. gratification, Jared. Miss. 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 Okay, actually, I prefer Anya figuring it out. Yeah, I like this brute force approach that Anya's taking and just shouting us. Well, they do call Michael like the hammer and tongs. I'm the hammer and tongs. Mm-hmm. So, that's true, Michael. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let Hugh put that one on the back burner and uh, we'll come back to it. I'm keeping that as always. <laughs> because, to be fair, I don't know anything about cooking or baking shows because I've never seen one. So, it might be no harm if I sit out of some of this episode. Well, that was what we were going to ask you first was, uh, do you have any particularly favourite favorite cooking shows, Ross? Or indeed least favourite. Yeah. I mean, uh, so many. So, so many. So I uh, have, have, I actually have a great fondness for the original uh, Jamie Oliver show, The Naked Chef. I think it's one of the all-time great um, uh, cooking shows. Uh, He's just a really good cook and communicator of cooking and you know cheeky chappy see a bit of his life and the whole format of the mysterious woman who's like asking him questions as he's cooking who he's flirting outrageously with out outrageously with the, the whole thing is great you know glugs of olive oil uh, learning what the word pucka means uh, it's all it's all excellent <laughs> um what else is up there uh, i was i was a huge fan of master chef for for a long time uh, even even back to the original Lloyd Grossman years as a child, that show was 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 tu- truly strange, making people 
cook meals in a random studio. I can't really remember the format. But yeah. I only know him from his, his sauces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't didn't he let people into other people's houses through the keyhole or something? He did. That was a, that yeah. was a great show. What? Yeah, not about cooking though, so we can't talk about it. Um, uh, I enjoyed. Join us next week for the Lloyd Grossman <laughs> <laughs> episode. Um, um, any least favorite for us? So, I've never really gotten on board with those shows that are like the 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 eating lots of a thing show. So those shows where they like people go to like the random. Cafes or diners in America, and it's like, oh, they fill a bathtub with nachos, and if you can eat it all in seven minutes, it's a man versus food style. The defibrillator is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the man versus food style. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That 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 I I I just it's it it makes me sad. Not quite four in a bed sad, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, four in a bed makes you sad makes me happier than I've ever oh, felt. Oh, no, like, like truly the, the show, most clear, bottomless sadness. Um, e- oh, is the, um, is the, 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 what's that, what's that show on Channel 4 with the, um, um, they get the, come, come down with yes, me. Yes, come down that's with on me. The is that a cooking yeah, yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a cooking yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, absolutely hate it. No, definitely not. Um, it's weirdly stressful. Weirdly. Okay, sorry, I, weirdly I don't want to, I don't want to oh, oh, interrupt, but I, I feel, <laughs> So I did initially get very excited with Frog E Bastion, but now I'm I'm wondering if please Froggy Bastion was my father. If it's uh, no, I I, I think I think it goes, works out as before steaming, but I don't think that's the that's, that's the answer, is that's it? No, okay, I'm back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. Stay tuned. This is on the real countdown. Like mm-hmm. I, this is legitimate. Like yeah. does Susie Dent is working pass. away in the corner. <laughs> Does yeah? Oh, um, I'd love to be Susie Dent. Hugh, do you want a clue? I don't give me any clue yet. We'll wait till we're another okay. hour into the episode. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Like, do you do you have any particularly favorite or or disfavorited cooking shows? So I I do have a real fondness. Now that you just mentioned Jamie Oliver, the early Nigella stuff. Rob, oh yeah, it just really reminds just me incredible. of uh, being a kind of a a teen mm-hmm. in the noughties, mm-hmm. and just makes me it's such kind of innocent programming absolutely you know like and, and it was kind of just wandering around her house while mm-hmm. she like nibbled on yeah various cheeky sultrally there's some amazing um in very early nigel slater uh shows and obviously nigel slater the uh, absolute uh, king of uh, deeply awkward and weird cooking programs uh, <laughs> while also making lovely food uh, but he has a very young nigella in in one or two episodes of one of his early shows um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks, she looks quite different, but also quite the same. Uh, I think it's while she still had her original teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all, with all original parts. Again, I doubt this is right. Oh, we're, we're back. It does listeners. also work out into, ooh, mastering beef. <laughs> Which is at least related to cooking. You see, I'm assuming, Michael, I mean, is it related in some way to cooking or food? No, no, no. Oh, no. gosh. Will I, give you the, will I give you the clue? No, absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. Work no, on it for another minute while yeah, we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, my We've job. got 17 yeah. more minutes. Um, there's, uh, uh, this uh, now reminds me of the, um, in the show Animaniacs, where one of the bits is that I think Wacko sings a song 
Uriaco sings a song which is every word in the dictionary and they just keep coming back to it over the course of the episode <laughs> um, and it's kind of like that but um, there is a sort of an Animaniac vibe mm, to this podcast indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, but yeah no, Nigella the same was thing like, we do every week on yeah Absolutely, Nigella was absolutely formative. Like, absolutely formative. And also, her and recipes have kind of stood the test of time. She's yeah, yeah, become yeah. sort of yeah. the flagship recipe for absolutely. chocolate cake, into, or you know, into mm-hmm. um, par- general parlance. Yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. are you doing? I'm doing the the Nigella yeah. ham. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Nigella. You know what I mean? There's, there's. Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. Michael. What's a uh, what's your favorite cooking show? Right now, it is mm-hmm. the Netflix series. Is it cake? Have you guys seen this? Yes. It's amazing. So basically contestants compete to uh, create a cake that resembles, closely resembles a real world item. And then they have to try and uh, fool the judges into thinking that this is, uh, this is, a, this is, this is not cake. <laughs> so that's the, hence the title of the show. Um, so it could be, you know, round one could be handbags. Round two could be shoes. Three Remote controls. I don't know. Think of things of things in the real world, but it's amazing, and also the way that it's always revealed is the no name, name more, name more things. Can we just take a, a little bit of time to think of things? Um, uh, tennis balls. Uh, nice. Bananas. I had cats and lollipops. Um, Artichokes. Mm-hmm. Argentina. Um, uh, <laughs> the the thyroid gland. Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spin spin um, quarks. Michael, have you seen uh, Nailed It on on Netflix, which is, is something I think you would enjoy? I have not. What's that? So it's basically where you're given something that looks like, say, a cake okay. tennis ball. Okay. And then three amateurs have to try and replicate it. Okay. okay. In fact, we should definitely try to do this sometime on the pod. Um, uh, that sounds amazing. Okay, hard. we'll do that. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. do that. I, I have uh, to say, and, and this probably makes me an absolute um, uh, you know, party pooper, uh, but I... So much emphasis on the book. We'll, we'll call you Anderson Pooper, okay? Thank you Anderson very much. Anderson Pooper. Uh, I, just those shows that are about people not being good at cooking mm. and kind of being mocked by the format of the show, even if they're yeah. not mocked yeah. by the show, they can't I just win. find kind of difficult. Like, yeah. At least with, uh, again, very formative British cooking show, Can't Cook, Won't Cook, um... Uh, at least there was an element of the cooks trying to uh, to help the small children who didn't know how to cook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I tried watching Nailed It, and I, 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 again, uh, m- maybe the problem is me. Maybe the sadness is in me and not in the cooking programs. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. I think Nailed It is kind of on the very fun end of the genre, isn't it? Because... Oh, the the energy of the show is yeah, definitely. Yeah, but the format, yeah. I feel, is there's a cruelty at the heart of but it. My uh, my mum has a lot of strong opinions on baking shows, but she says that the the, the day the music died for her with the Great British Bake Off, she was watching it one day, and like a woman like our my granny was like crying over her cake <laughs> that wasn't, and it was like like what is the point of this? Because the 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 wholesomeness of the Bake Off mm. cuts both ways in that people take it so. Mm seriously mm. and so much star identity is that mm-hmm. i'm the person who makes the best carrot cake and yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in 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 bishop store yeah, well there's only so much of your identity that can be i play the organ in my local church or i'm welsh which is 95 <laughs> percent of the people on the great british bake-off do you um enjoy the technical side of things so yes. say the technical challenges on bake-off do you enjoy that yeah, yeah? i do i do because i'm a i'm a real nerdlinger so one of my pet hates on 
cooking shows, especially comp- well, on competitive cooking shows, are people who have gotten on and have put absolutely no thought into how they're actually yeah. going to yeah, engage yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in what is ultimately a competition, even if it's one as lovely as a Great British Bake Off. But you have the people who go on and they're like, I don't really know anything about how to make bread. It's like you're on the Great British, but you know, like the third week is always bread week. They always talk about how bread week is the hardest. How have you not ever made a and bread before we, this week? Reg- you plonker. As regular listeners will know, when we had Lottie Bedlow on from mm-hmm. the, the Bake Off, she told us that they are given, there's quite a lot of pre-planning involved mm-hmm. in it. So they, they spend a lot of time, like you decide, you have to map out what yeah, you're yeah. going to do for every round, even if you're not going to be in them. I, d- I, so, d- I didn't know that before, uh, bef- yeah. before I heard Lottie so, on, on legitimate likes <laughs> so obviously not the technical challenges or the whatever but yeah. in terms of like what's what's your bread what's your bread mainstay yeah. do you know what i mean what's your like, what's your florentine game yeah. like yeah absolutely you know? it's it's um yeah i just i just i i get frustrated by people who don't have like a, a game plan for these kinds of sh- competitions we did want to talk about this like so how, ross how would you rate your chances on on a on a on an amateur baking show Ooh. sorry can we say firstly as as someone for whom Ross has cooked many dinners, Ross is an excellent cook. Okay, he's, he's an excellent, he's an excellent, excellent cook. cook. Has very high standards. I think you do very well, Ross. Thank you very much. But it's a very different game cooking mm-hmm. for friends, Ross or Michael, to cooking competitively. Mm-hmm. You know, or for 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 someone who's going to come along and whack a, a fork through your, <laughs> your face. soccer torch. Yeah, you know? yeah. A, bi- yeah. a big wet spoon in my pudding. But before <laughs> we, or we taste my food. Big wet spoon, uh, Hugh, have you have you an update for us? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, Michael, you've managed to pick letters that really create an awful lot of words. I do, yeah. I, I didn't think I'd beat ooh mastering beef. There was one where I suppose I'm. It feels like I'm Gandalf shouting at something that's uh, created too much froth because I'm saying "Begone, foamiest." And another option I had was um, if. I think that's a lush Will, product. I suppose who goes when Will goes running, as he mentions that he um, he has those weird shoes with the fingers mm. for the feet or whatever they're called. You know, you know what I mean. Um, the more flat, flat terrain running shoes. But what Will might say? Jason Statham has joined the podcast. What, what Will might say is that even though I'm wearing shoes, I am barefoot seeming, Ooh. which is an anagram of Miss whatever well, Jeannie was. And finally, I do also have um, what I think would be if a scandal ever broke about a queer member of an ancient cult, it would be called by Freemason Gate. <laughs> well, I'll say you're, you're, you are topically, quite thematically quite close to it. With which one? It's about absent friends. That's all I'll say. Oh. oh okay. Anyway. So it's about Will. Okay. Okay. All right. Give we'll me a few more minutes, minutes yeah, and yeah. I'll be back to you. Yeah. This is a new segment of the show, just, just so we're aware. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you give the kids some crayons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Keep yeah. them quiet. Who uh, knew you Ross... could colour in the back of the legitimate likes menu? Uh, <laughs> Ross, uh, sorry, your chance on a cooking show. How, how do you think you're getting on? So uh, thank, thank, thank you very much for, for your kind words, Michael. Um, Thank you very not, very much for your n- nice soft potatoes, Russ. <laughs> I think I would absolutely crash and burn um, because uh, competitive cooking shows are, yeah, it's it's a real challenge. Like th- th- to be able to cook in that environment with that 
with that stress and yeah. the extent to which that stress would break break down your skills like highly acidic rain on the uh, limestone walls of your uh, self-confidence um, uh, or, or, or something that would happen quickly, uh, probably a better metaphor. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, do, I just, I don't think I could, I, I could hack that, hack that kind of pressure. Also, I'm, I'm not a terribly good baker, so... Ross, I do think uh, people would love you though. Yeah, oh, thank you. Very be much. a real fan favorite. Yeah, absolutely. People like, yeah, yeah. But I think people would be like, "Why is this man not prepared for bread week? <laughs> he knew it was coming." You know, Hugh has, I think, come up with a solution. So we'll just check in with mm-hmm. him briefly. I don't think it's as good as some of my other ones, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have realised that Miss Barefoot Genie is an anagram of Seabag Montefiore. <laughs> yes. How did it take you that long? I, I, I was really hoping to just swoop in there and steal that from you, you, right at the very last second. I'd love if actually all of you guys had got that earlier, but uh, yeah. No, well done. That that's, Well done, um, Hugh. Well done. Excellent. Hugh, I think you do quite well on a, uh, yeah. on a cooking show, you know, probably more a baking show. You're a baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you do quite well, you know? I do really badly. I do really, really badly. Um, and I'll tell you why. Cooking show, yeah, first of all, I can't cook anything unless it's like, I'll make my chips. And I make lovely chips, but let's face it, that's not what they want. Or can I make my pizza, you know? Welcome back to episode nine of Make Your Chips. <laughs> because... because uh, Michael, nothing I bake actually looks very nice. I'm not. I don't have the presentation. That's true. Yeah. But no, I I make I make tasty things, but I don't think I actually make. Uh, I, I'm not artistic in yeah. any way in my baker. In the, my baker the, the, in my baking. The, but this hits on one of my big issues with uh, the Great British Bake Off, which is that it has really moved towards more of a kind of a fondant icing sculpture show with some like incidental baking exercises along the Mm. way like like lots of tempering chocolate rather than no very very no but like tempering chocolate is is a a skill that is interesting and related to baking and be delicious whereas fondant icing should be criminalized um (laughs) uh and certainly should be absolutely banned a controlled substance Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Absolutely, a hundred percent. No, they like it, it. It is very much turned into kind of a m- more of an arts and crafts show yeah, uh, yeah, about yeah. making those like big sculpture pieces rather than making things that are fundamentally uh, delicious. And I don't mean that like every episode should be like make a fairy cake or make a plain biscuit. Or it doesn't have to be that simple. But it should mm. be much more about deliciousness and that deliciousness should then be presented artistically rather than fundamentally unflavoured go fuck yourself icing and I make chocolate biscuit cake and I listen my chocolate biscuit cake is, is very very tasty it's but, so good but, I'll give you that you know, and it's not a fancy I don't throw in I don't throw in Maltesers and marshmallows and all of that stuff it's biscuit Gross. it's cake it's biscuit it's chocolate it's no butter in mine even didn't you accidentally enter a chocolate biscuit cake challenge with another person who then turned out was a professional baker and you got absolutely trounced that is true but you see it looks like such a mess because what happens is let's say i'm bringing it into school i then chop it up i put in a ziploc bag obviously because you swing it around your head as you cycle into school yeah but but even without i might as well ross because Mm -hmm. by the time i've come in the interior of the bag it just smeared with chocolate so like on a sort of pulling out pieces it's like it's a mess but you know what it's a tasty mess Mm mm-hmm can I ask, I don't know if this happened, I don't know if this came up while I was doing my countdown piece, but actually, and in fact, the show I used to occasionally see 
before Countdown was Ready Steady Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, has that come up? I mean, that was an absolute banger of a show. It was a great show, absolutely great show. Well, so it was so it was the constant Ready Steady Cook that you you've got an apple, a chicken breast, and fourteen no, 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 pieces no, no, of popcorn. No, 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 you you were given a certain amount of money, which was yeah. not much money. It was like twenty pounds, was it, yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. And you could go out and buy ingredients. Mm-hmm. Am I right, Ross? Yeah. Absolutely. And then you show up on the show with these ingredients. Mm-hmm. You're then paired with a professional chef yeah. you so empty out your bag two participants, two nonsense. chefs yeah, dump your bullshit yeah. out yeah. onto the counter and I always loved the people who were like did things that were completely discordant so they were like I brought fondant icing and a chicken breast or like you know they just <laughs> yeah. went off in multiple directions and like they were like well yeah. I thought about it and my favourite foods are chocolate cake pizza and Thai food so I bought one third of the ingredients for each of those things yeah you'd get interesting characters on it you know oh, that was an absolutely great show I'll give you another related gripe I've got about food TV in general and this in fairness this is more like a home cooking or sorry home shopping channel thing which is where they're trying to sell you um, a, like a, a, a kitchen gadget that does one very specific task Give me an example. Give me an example off the top of your head. Well, well like, I remember done. seeing an ad, like a 25-minute long segment for uh, a device that, at, at great speed, de-shells hard-boiled eggs. So you hard-boil your eggs. and then you... I have one of those, and I call it my little mix. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, this is a, that's exactly it, right? Like, it's, it's very impressive. Very interesting. thing. You, like, bang an egg through it, and it comes out with no shell on it. But the average home Bang. only needs to, you know, de-shell so many eggs a week. Like, no one's operating at this industrial scale. It's only six eggs per lad per day, Michael. <laughs> but, I've discussed but, before the number of times I de-shell eggs while driving on a motorway. But, I mean, that's that's my but, go-to. No, but the thing is, they always try to sell it to you. Like, like once you have this device, you, you'll start introducing eggs to everywhere in your diet. And it always starts off, like, reasonable, which is like you know, a salad with egg on top of it or egg mayonnaise. And then they sort of get you into like, well, a burger with a hard-boiled egg in it or a pizza with hard-boiled egg crumbled up. And like, by the end of it, it's just this family just living an egg-based existence. Like, they really oversell it, you know? Michael, so, I uh, fell prey to one of these marketing things I bought in the last six months. Um, a product that was meant to like quickly dice onions and like any vegetables, right? So it's like, it was quite expensive. <laughs> So it's like, I brought it in Brown Thomas. It's like a, a, a kind of a, a Perspex beaker, sort of, and it has kind of a lid that you're meant to just kind of... I, I and and you, you, you bop it. Yeah, but it's meant to be like, there's no electric. What's it called? So you just What's it called? Bop it. I, in, in, <laughs> and you just drop your... But first of all, you have to cut the onion first. You drop your so onions like, in. You're halfway there. Yeah, you drop the onions in, then you go, yeah. you're meant to go... You agreed the it safe words. It has done nothing, nothing for me. And you know what the worst thing is? I can't throw it out. So I have to just live in my kitchen. Yeah, basement. yeah, it's taking up space. Uh, but why do, like, I were you... give that one to a charity shop. Like, was your New Year's resolution to, to up your onion consumption or something? Like, why, where was the issue? Where did the issue um, arise? I had, a, I had a voucher and I was actually, the other thing I bought on the same trip from the same brand <laughs> was one of these very high-tech toilet brushes. And I was like, well, like, what else can I get? You know these toilet brushes that are like, uh, they're flat rather than... Oh, rather like, than a bri- like, a, like a bristly paddle. And I, bought, and I bought a third thing, right? Which uh, didn't work at yeah. all from the same brand, yeah. which was, you know, one of those things that you um, put in your shower to hold your shampoo and stuff and to dangle okay. your squeegee Okay, reasonable, off. yeah. 
All right, you're going to pop your onions in the bobbin and you're going to dangle your squeegee off it. And I learned the phrase squeegee. Hang on, dangle your squeegee is an anagram, I presume. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, welcome back. Episode two. Um, And it it has these suckers that you're meant to go onto the wall, but they don't work. So it it instantly, it instantly just crashed the ground. And again... I said to myself, well, I'll have to get on to the shop and bring that back because it doesn't work. Have I brought it back? No. So now I just had, like, the only success of that trip was the toilet brush, which I could not recommend more. <laughs> Guys, if we had to brainstorm, so Netflix uh, have a gun to our head to create a new TV show format, which, based on my Netflix feed, is is their approach to, cre- to creating new mm-hmm. TV shows. What, what do we come up with? What, 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 what's, our, what's the suggested cooking show? What's going to take the internet by storm? Um, I think a competitive artisanal um, charcuterie. Okay. Okay. So obviously charcuterie boards are, uh, sorry, I need to pronounce it more Americanly. Charcuterie boards. Charcuterie um, boards (laughs) are are huge in America and Mm -hmm. and all of the the various gonks over there who love them. (laughs) And uh, so I think they, they, you know, catching the tail end of that craze, um, I think, yeah, just competitive, just lots of people really enthusiastically uh, trying to combine uh, obscure cuts of meat uh, with with bits of fat and then and then stuffing them into things and then having it go wrong, uh, but just mm. over a very slow time scale. What would you call the show, Ross? Um, uh, hmm. Salam me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, parma 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 hamilian. <laughs> parma 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 hamilian. That's amazing. Let's go from a, we could just go with an anagram of of uh, dangle your squeegee on you. Gave me a lot of E's. We ended up with yeah. you, Eugene Eeyore squad. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Froggy bastion. <laughs> yeah. So attorneys at law. After, okay, pharma chameleon. That sounds amazing. Okay, yeah, perfect. Hugh, what would you uh, what would you make cooking show wise? Oh, I mean, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to be honest to this whole episode. Um, I think I'd probably go back to. I want anything. I just want maybe combined supermarket sweep and ready steady cook. Oh yeah, combined yes. with me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? Oh, but but hosted by the Scottish guy who hosted Gladiators. Yes, okay. in, in the same in the same yeah. kit. Yeah, in the same red peppers. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> Speaking of uh, supermarket sweeps, someone I know recently uh, won. Know somebody who won a voucher for little for like a hundred euro, but didn't realise that they got there. They had to supermarket sweep. No for way, it. really. Yes. You'd be straight into the middle yeah. aisle. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Well, that's what happened to you with your Brown Thomas voucher, isn't it? That that's the only yeah, thing that's that explains like, your I, I, got, I got lost up in the in the toilet roll. Um, <laughs> section or toilet roll toilet brush section but like if you did a supermarket well, without, without thinking about it in a little like you'd come out with like a paddling pool a christmas mm-hmm. tree some pair of yeah. work boots she wasn't yeah, allowed yeah. any boots a, a lo- so oh okay. I, I think i think the cold brew like, flavored stilton you'd be going for the cheeses right yes yeah, so uh, yeah, 60 I'd bags be, of frozen berries now, it was Christmas, so she got a couple of turkeys. Uh, I was going to say, your premium meats <laughs> is where you'd want meats. to go. Your premium meats. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. want premium meats? Also, the name though? of my competitive charcuterie show. 
<laughs> what if it was a combined cooking show and quiz show? Like every time you get a question right, you get to add an ingredient. I think I'd like that, you know? Oh, yeah. That's I a do good like idea. That idea. But what if you only get one question right? You're just serving people butter. Like, you know, like it's, it has to be a... Mm. Yeah, you got to get more <laughs> questions all, all right, All the Michael. more delicious. Yeah. yeah. Like only confect. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. What about a Tuniversity challenge? what would that be all the questions are about canned fish I don't know yeah porridge (laughs) I mean I've never eaten porridge maybe that needs to be an episode in itself you've never eaten porridge we're definitely doing a porridge episode I mean what you how I've never eaten porridge it's delicious. No, I don't. No, you gaslight us. You drop some insane nope. fact, and then we're like, "How is that possible?" You're yeah, like, Hugh, what? "Sorry, explore this." Do, do you don't? Do you not think you'd like it? Or what's the what's going? I don't on? think I'd, I don't think I'd like it. No. Oh, porridge is the nicest thing ever. It's possible. There's only one food I could eat for the rest of my life. I was made. To, it would be porridge. It's amazing. That that's also crazy. Well, it, that's it's mad, so, Michael. You, you'd never get sick of it. Never get sick of it. It's delicious. Porridge I, on its own. You don't have any other foods to add to it. I don't, I don't think I'd ever get sick of it. I'd, I'd have to make it with milk. Maybe with some cream. I'd make it with milk. I occasionally too. make it with cream. <laughs> Basically make a dessert. Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you, yeah. so, first of all, do you cook it with the milk in it? That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I Absolute, do. And it's delicious. Absolutely grotesque. Come at no, me. It's really no, nice. I'm sorry. It's don't really you nice. dare. Don't you dare. You come to my house. Yeah. I will come to your house, Sonia, my... and I will eat your, and this is a technical term, shit porridge. <laughs> <laughs> I make I make a delicious bowl of porridge, Ross. I, I find don't want to hear it. Cooked milk is obviously gross. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> with oats in it, terrible. Uh, important question though: Do you season your porridge? No, no, no. My granny used to put what? salt. Yes, in it. you that? have to put salt yeah. in the porridge. Oh, no, you, no, no. This is this is actually this is this is even even worse than Brian Thomas voucher Gazzy. What I what I enjoy is a couple of bloops in my in my milk based porridge, nice. and uh, sometimes maybe some <laughs> banana. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, is, Ross is holding it back as best he can. <laughs> I didn't say I put salmon in it. Like it's 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 some 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 lovely fruit. No, the, no, the I fruit also... is very nice. I was just thinking about your porridge. No, um... uh, uh, I love I love yeah bananas. Um, but if you don't put uh, salt in it, it tastes like a ghost. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It's oaty and delicious. And you know what my parents do with theirs? I think is lovely. They put a bit of a couple of scoops of pinhead porridge in with their normal mm. porridge, and then you get a lovely grittier mm. porridge, which is also mm. very, very nice. Mm. Uh, Michael, how do you make grittier. your? How do you make your porridge? So mine, mine is quite decadent. Mine is basically a dessert. I make it no, no water, just milk, quite a lot of milk. Same. I'll I'll cook it quite yeah. slowly. Like it, it'll probably take about Same. twenty minutes. And then about yeah. two minutes before I take it off, I'll put in a large amount of cream, <laughs> and it's. Yeah, it's delicious. It's so good. Would you add any sugar no, or, anything no, no. or any no, honey the cream, or maple syrup? No, nothing. Just that's it. The cream is no fruit. So good. No fruit. No. It's so good. <laughs> and did you say that you cooked one? And like the fact that all of this is unseasoned, like you were <laughs> truly history's greatest monsters. Um, but no, I, th- the, I don't think I think Mike and I are the normal ones. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, you might be normal, but you're also wrong. <laughs> 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 Ross, how do you make your porridge? Um, two to one parts water to oats to salt together with with a pinch of salt. Yeah. And what do you what do you top it with? 
Um, salt, more salt. Usually a small sprinkle of dark Muscovado sugar. And, um, uh, that does sound nice, actually. Maybe maybe a tablespoon of cold milk over the top. Okay. I also um, really like a little bit of stewed apple or a little bit of stewed rhubarb. Oh, yeah. Mine. yeah, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. That's, that's very nice. Absolutely. Yeah, if you, yeah. You know, if you live inside a cooking program, whose <laughs> small amounts of stewed rhubarb just lying around the place <laughs> to put on top of their, like, ghostly war crime of a breakfast? My mum was always uh, stewing fruits. Well, was yeah, pesky old Peter Rabbit was always stealing a rhubarb, so wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and a, a wolf would take the pies from the windowsill as they were cooling as well. I do eat an awful lot of oats, I should say. You do? Well, this is the thing. You eat you eat a, the kind of the sushi of porridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, what do you have? Overnight oats? Well, I have overnight oats, but again, not strictly what most people would call no. overnight oats, in that I put dry oats I into got a jar. You, I got you into that. You did? You did? I put dry oats into oh, a jar, and, then layer yogurt And she can take top. you out, you. <laughs> And, and then berries on top of that, and repeat the layers a couple of times. But it means that the that's oats a, that's are. That's a trifle, kind of, Hugh. That's not a. That's not a. Like. No, because I haven't soaked things in sherry, and everything isn't wet. You're like, like, like eating love, what, are you, what, what are you saying about the joys of wet cake? You're, you're, <laughs> it's like, you're making it's like, like a, chewing on someone's boozy tongue. You're making like, like a breakfast lasagna. It's, it sounds awful. I'll tell you, Absolutely. No, it's loving. Then, it's loving. If someone's it tongue up, right? has the texture of a soaked Madeira sponge, they have a very serious medical condition, <laughs> and they should call you immediately, Ross. <laughs> um, but but what I was going to say is, and and the oats are still pretty dry. Everyone says, oh, yeah. because the yogurts then soaks into. It doesn't doesn't. No. The oats are dry. I stir them up the next day. But apparently, it's okay to eat dry oats if you drink lots of water, because otherwise they'll expand inside of you and mm-hmm. cause terrible problems. But if you like that, like you will, you will. Yeah, you're just no because would... I don't want just warm gloop. No, it's Is not. It warm gloop, it's delicious, though? delicious. And there's it's a huge you can have you can have the gloop room temp. You can ha- you can chill it. You you can have that gloop any temperature. But the gloop can be there's it, it, there's a big spectrum. First of all, it shouldn't be gloopy because it shouldn't have a glue like texture. It should be. It oh, should gloop be is not glue, Anya. Oh, let's <laughs> let's talk our our, our 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 glue. Our words beginning with glue. Mm-hmm. Gloop is not the same as glue. I mean, gloopy would would okay, triple. Okay, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> gloopy <laughs> is not the same as glue. <laughs> gloopy drips off the spoon easily, whereas glue would. does he? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But porridge should be like a, just a, a, a oh, you like can I, you're coming to my house for brunch, I believe, this weekend. Yeah, and I'm gonna bring granola and the other way I eat oats and some would sourdough you, bread. Would, would you let me make you some porridge? Just a little cup of it. A little cup. T- what I will say is I'll taste a very small amount, but I'd much rather you also brought in some yogurts and berries. Okay, and there'll be some croissants, but we can catch up on the afternoon later. <laughs> I enjoy you discussing a social occasion that I will not be attending in such detail. You're very welcome to come along, Ross. <laughs> well, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's talk about that afterwards, Anya. <laughs> I'll have to tell you afterwards. It's a, it's a, very, uh, it's a very unusual group. Amazing. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. Amazing. Gordon Ramsay, and Simon Cowell, it'll be, Dermot O'Leary. And Hugh's companion, it'll only be the second time I've ever met her. I'll make it sound like it's your girlfriend, it's not. Yeah, I know. No, it's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand down, legitimate likes fans. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Okay, so, cooking show. Yeah, I think we've done a disservice to the, this entire genre of uh, television. Speak for yourself. Let's get into final judgments. We'll go to Ross first. Ross. 
your thoughts? Legitimate like or not? I have to say, as as much as there's certain challenges with uh, cooking shows, certain problems with um, certain, maybe certain baking shows uh, having weirdly racist weeks um, uh, about other cultures. Uh, and I didn't get into it, but I've got problems with um, a lot of so-called foodie culture and quite consumptive kind of foodie culture. But at the same time, I just absolutely love cooking shows. I think cooking is brilliant and it's probably the most human thing you can possibly do is to cook uh, mm. and to cook for other people and um, I you know food is culture and it's how I learned to cook I learned to cook from my mum and I learned to cook from watching cooking shows and it's it's from those two sources uh, where my love of cooking comes from and uh, yeah I've got a real soft spot for it and um, because it's not a legitimate like episode about mums, uh, but it is about a le- legitimate like episode about cooking uh, shows, it's a legitimate like from me. Nicely put. Hugh, you, you're going to tear that apart. It was a lovely sentiment. Yeah, you've made it hard for me to take you down now, Ross. <laughs> um, I don't watch cooking shows. Uh, everyone always says, oh, you must watch Bake Off. You'd love it. And I'm sure I would. But... Ugh. Still couldn't be bothered, you know. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't care, I suppose. Um, and there is a bit of me that wants to vote it down because I think that kind of, yeah, that 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 pretentious foodie culture is something that really annoys me. But then that's certainly not confined to cooking shows. And yeah, I don't know that so. cooking shows can really be uh, to blame for uh, for a lot of that. I think that's just the way that the human race has gone. Um, and so that is why I'm now unveiling my plan. Hugh's eugenics. Eugenics! Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> eugenics can take a back seat for the moment. Um, <laughs> Netflix show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Seuss's Glugenics. Uh, I love a I love a fun cooking show like a Ready Steady Cook. Like I think something mm-hmm. like that is just great. I think I'm going to trust Ross as our expert here, and I'm going to vote alongside him. And therefore, I'll say that yeah, it's not for me, but I'll accept that it is a legitimate like. Uh, I'll say it's same Great British Bake Off. Great day for the parish. <laughs> Michael Nornia, I Uh-oh. presume you'd be you'd be in favor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What? No, we would. Only. Actually... only we would. We would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on, on you no, rain on our parade. Uh, oh, Michael's just just disappeared. Oh, he's yeah. back. Um, no, no, no. I uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Sure, go on. Yeah. I take it or leave it. You know. Uh, that, Don't let Michael shut you up on you. I just think sometimes it's it's more fun to actually make the food yourself. But you know, I, like I I would enjoy that more. But, I, I, you know, sure, I would totally up. agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 But so, but uh, in, in the but same like, way that's it's that's more like fun saying, to be on a trampoline books, yourself. Doesn't mean you don't like the Olympics, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, books aren't a legitimate like because real life is better. How much trampolining <laughs> do you watch, Michael? Quite a lot. Is that what you think the Olympics is? Trampolining. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there is no question that I'd rather do that. What's that really scary skiing thing? Ski jumping. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad example because I think <laughs> that's true. But I'd rather go ski jumping than watch it. That's not true. No, I that's don't not want that. True. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll ski, come back to that again. Ski, ski jumping is amazing. It's amazing. Mm. It is actually it's oh, probably better than it. doing it. I love it. I used so to watch that. I think I used to watch Ready Steady Cook, Countdown, and then Ski Jumping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing says you're at home from school 
with a cold in the winter, like mm-hmm. watching ski jumping on Eurosport. On Eurosport! Countdown yeah. and Ready Steady Cook. You <laughs> knew you were feeling better because you'd been watching it long enough that you could like tell while they were still in the air if it was going to be a good jump. Yeah, You'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 poor form. They didn't They didn't get it when they launched off the, the, the Scoopy ramp. Technical term. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I guess cooking shows can go on. I mean, I just, I just don't think I'm going to watch them, guys. If I had to watch one, which do you think would be for me? Bake Off. Bake Off, 100%. Just yeah, Hugh, you'd love it. Yeah. You'd love it. They're your kind of people, especially, you know? Especially early Bake Off. There's basically a Hugh on every, episode, on every season of Bake Off. Oh, that's a fun game, guessing who's the Hugh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's fun for you. Who's though, always is it? a Hugh. <laughs> fun for yeah. you or fun for Hugh? Who is the Bake Off? Yes, who? <laughs> and who is the glue? If you or anyone that you know may be a Hugh, please call this line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a hard enough life for Hugh. Uh, Ross, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I absolutely have. It's been it's it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I look forward to never meeting Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he books his holidays around your appearances on the podcast. Michael and Anya, thank you for producing, as always. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and please let us know about your favourite cooking shows, or, I don't know, should they send us photos of stuff they've cooked, maybe? You know? That'd be, that could go one of two ways. Like, on mm-hmm. more on the bake-off section than the Hannibal section. Here, I've watched Hannibal. That's kind of a cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> if people send us photos of things that they've cooked, I will give, I swear to this, I will give the most honest appraisal of all of those photos, okay? So I will... Yeah, let us rate your plate. Yeah, yeah, rate your plate. Uh, please go back and listen to some of our other episodes. We have episodes about reality TV. We have episodes about different sorts of food. All sorts of things that you would enjoy. And also go back and listen to Ross's previous episode on the cinema. And I suppose you should also check out our live show. Um, I mean, you can't go to it anymore, but there's an episode which in which we recorded our live show. And hear Lottie Bedlow tell us about her experiences on The Great British Bake Off. Please follow us on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Legitimate Likes. And please recommend us to a friend, as that's by far the best way of spreading the word about the podcast. And until the next time, goodbye. 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 Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.